Hey everybody, Kurt Schlichter here for Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast, where I basically talk for about a half hour about various subjects. A little more focused than the stream of courteousness. Still, there's a little profanity every once in a while. I'm going to try and lower that, because I think, uh, you know, profanity uh, keeps little kids from hearing what I have to say. It's important that we talk to the children, according to liberals. Let's, let's talk about that. What is it? with leftist people who insist that the most important thing possible is for uh, grown adult strangers to talk to children about sex and to keep that information away from the parents. Now, I want you to go through in your mind and perform a mental inventory of all the good reasons for an adult stranger to talk to a kid about sex and then tell the kid to hide that fact from the parents. Think of all the good things that can achieve. You're done, because there are none. It's literally grooming. It is literally trying to normalize the uh, uh, sexualization of children with stranger adults. And, I mean, you've got to understand, and the, to break the bond of the parents. And to break the bond of the parents. That's basic Marxism. But there's a practical effect, and it's that leftists want their constituents to be able to have sex with your children. Now, they will deny that. They will deny that up and down right until the day that suddenly it becomes imperative that children have sex with adults, and you're some sort of bigot because you don't want children having sex with adults. Now, that's how it works. I think we're at the point of pushback. There is a lot of pushback against it, but, you know, we're here in Los Angeles, and there are a bunch of wine women out here, and there are literally uh, Chardonnay-swilling Trader Joe women here who would rather have their children have sex with strange adults than be uh, uncomfortable in front of their friends by saying, you know, it's bad to have children having sex with adults. That's That's literally true. They would literally – well, I mean, look. Kurt, you're crazy. You're nuts. There are literally women out there who will sacrifice their children's genitals on the altar of Moloch so that they are not made uncomfortable with their other leftist friends. They will literally do that. These people are evil and terrible, and they must be stopped, and we're just the ones that stop them. You know, hopefully, at, at some level, people's survival instinct will kick in. I do think that we are going to have a backlash. I think the backlash is going to be awesome. I am tired of weirdos, losers, and mutations. There's an interesting Dr. Phil segment that I saw on the interwebs. And it was a fifth grade teacher against this panel of weird, perverted, trans freaks who are all screaming at him. And he's going, no, I don't think you should be able to access kids in school. How dare you? How dare you? And one of them was like, why is it so interesting? Why, why do you even care about this? As if it's bad to care about, you know, children not having sex with weirdos. And I can answer that. I care because it's my society and I get a vote how it is. Now, obviously, the pervert's vote is I vote, we vote, that, or they vote, whatever their freaking pronoun du jour is. We vote that we have a uh, society where bizarre perversions are normalized and celebrated and normal people are shamed and hated. That's their vote. I understand. My vote's the opposite. I vote normal people run things. 
I vote weird perversions be disgusting and shameful. That's my vote. Okay, I, 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 I find it strange that people accept the premise that weirdos can define our society with no input from us. But the minute we decide we want some input into how our society is, we're bad people. Here's the solution to that, and I, I want you to listen carefully. Stop giving a shit what these freaks say. You're transphobic, okay? Yes. And? So? You made me that way. Yeah, well. <laughs> you, you did that. If you're definite, yeah, yeah, okay. And? I don't care what they, you're racist, you're homophobic, you're homophobic. Don't care what you say, I don't care. Remember, they never, ever attack you on the substance, because substance is always wrong. They never go, no, it's very important that perverted adults be able to talk to your children about sex for reasons A, B, C, and D. It's always, you're a bad person for even bringing it up. It's an attempt to shut you up, and sadly, it works for a lot of people. Because people are kind of normal people, at least not Gen Z, because I think Gen Z's never learned about what arguments are. But normal people are accustomed to the thought that if they're discussing something, both sides are discussing it in good faith. They just kind of default to that. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, he couldn't just be calling me a transphobe to shut me up knowing that what he wants to do is have sex with children. No, uh, maybe I'm a bad person. You're not a bad person for not wanting kids to have sex with weirdo adults. Okay? You're a good person for wanting that. And you should be loud and proud about it. And, of course, keep in mind, they will never tell you what they want. It's gender-affirming care. Okay, gender doesn't need to be affirmed. It is what it is. And what you're talking about is castrating and doing mastectomies on healthy children. That's your gender-affirming care, and it's evil, and anybody who does it should go to prison for the rest of his life, if not worse. Oh, my gosh! He wants to throw doctors who do gender-affirming care in prison! Yes, I do. That is... that, And that I consider that the compromise position. Okay? That's the compromise position. Look, you guys can screw around, Right? But understand, you're risking Franco. Yeah. Understand that. You've got to understand. When the backlash comes, it can be either a gentle backlash or a not-so-gentle backlash. But if you've got, you know, I always I say it again and again. We can have three ways of going. A civil society where everybody respects everybody's rights and, uh, uh, you know, interests and politics uh, and, and uh, you know, questions are solved through politics, or the right-wing rules or the left-wing rules. I want number one. I can live with number two. Number three means war. I'm not going to live under leftists. That's war. And it just is. You cannot create a communist dictatorship here and not have a civil war. You can't do it. The Constitution does not allow it. But more importantly, we're not going to allow it. So there you go. And, and, and if you think option two, a conservative authoritarian, is going to be easy and gentle and loving, you better think again. Because one of the problems is when you suppress people and you push them down and you put your you know high heel on them, because you're a drag queen, you're wearing high heels, they're going to get mad. And when they get mad, they strike back. And when they strike back, 
It's human nature, folks. What cannot go on will not go on. There will be a bad, it's history. I was talking about it the other day. Somebody also understands history. What is the basis of every revolution? Oppression. Now, that doesn't mean the revolution is necessarily good. Czars were kind of dicks. Doesn't justify the Bolsheviks. But that's what led to the Bolsheviks. Okay? You know? That's, that's how it happened. When people get pissed for long enough, there's an explosion, and you can't control where it goes. Some will say this is the golden age of perversion, where perversions could be out and proud. But I don't think it goes on forever. They'd like to think it does. I think one of the, one of the big problems with our society, one of them, is that all these super well-educated people from the Ivies never learned anything about history. Okay, they go to these commie professors. History is about the oppression of, of handicapped, differently abled Muslim Hindu women of color who are queer and also just differently abled. Okay, that's not history. That's, that's boutique baloney. History is large themes. One theme that would be really helpful for them all to look at. What happened to the Roman Republic? What happened to the Roman? It worked pretty well and perfect. And yeah, if you weren't uh, if you weren't a citizen, your life was pretty crappy. But it went on for a while, and you know it was functioning, and then it went completely to hell. Why did it go to hell? Well, because people found that they couldn't win under the rules. So he wanted to change the rules or bend the rules to exploit them. One of the things, you, you know why, one of the reasons uh, Caesar came across the Rubicon? Because they told him to put down his command. Now, normally you could put down your command, right? You could say, okay, legions, adios. You know, Flavius has taken over. But Caesar couldn't do that because Caesar, when he was in command, was like a proconsul. Was not they could not use the legal system against him. He was immune, and that's exactly what they were planning. They made no secret about. May you put down your command. We're going to prosecute you, exile you, take your fortune, ruin you, because we can't beat you politically. So we're going to use the judicial system to ruin you. Doesn't matter if you did anything wrong or not. And remember, Caesar was not a nice guy in uh, Gaul, which is now France. Not a nice guy at all. He he, he was a mean dude. Chapping people up and stuff. He is a player. But, uh. I think that's what a player is. I think that is a player. Uh, literally. I mean, dude, I'll tell you, they built aqueducts, he laid pipe. Leaving Caesar's sexuality out of it. And think American Caesar, folks, and I don't mean the William Manchester book about MacArthur. He could not put down his command because he would have been ruined through uh, the abuse of the legal system. So he crossed the Rubicon, and he came back, and he destroyed the Republic, installed himself as dictator after a war. And, and Caesar was actually nice. If you crossed Caesar, he was liable to give you clemency. A lot of the guys who stabbed him eventually were people he gave clemency to. They didn't, he didn't execute. They were on the wrong side. 
Uh, Octavian, his uh, nephew, who he adopted in his will, and who with Mark Anthony and Lepidus, uh, you know, started the next phase of the Civil War, which destroyed the, uh, uh, the, the, the people who killed Caesar, basically. Octavian didn't do any of that shit. He freaking killed you. You, you crossed Octavian, you were dead. And I'll tell you, they went from phase one to phase two. Don't, uh, don't be thinking any sweet thoughts. You, you better hope for Caesar. You might get Octavian. You might get Franco. All right? But you're not going to get somebody who's like, well, it's important that we hear queer voices and integrate the trans experience in all aspects of our life. That ain't going to happen if there's a big backlash, if there is a brutal backlash. A gentle backlash where that shit's moved out of the normal area of society back into the fringes where it belongs. Yeah. But here's the thing. When all hell breaks, you can't control what happens. You think you can. You think you know how it's going to go. Dude, if you're smart, you're putting your money down on going 100 times worse. Because what's the lesson the oppressed have learned? Ruthlessly use your power in any form with no limits. You know, they're framing the president right now. They're framing Donald Trump. They're using the legal system to frame. Everybody knows it's they're framing him. Every single person knows it. Alvin Bragg knows it. The judge knows it. The entire media knows it. They don't care. It is the raw exercise of power. Dude, if you want that as the standard, you better be sure that you, uh, you're you cool with the raw exercise power against you. And it isn't going to be the same kind of power. It's not necessarily going to be the same thing. You know, what you're doing, we're, do they're, you know, we're doing back. Because it is us. We are the backlash. And things can get out of control. But it isn't necessarily going to be the same thing. You think that people are going to play by the rules of the establishment of the alleged legal system, political system? Why would they do that? They certainly have no loyalty to it because it's shown no loyalty to them. Guys, very dangerous time. But very interesting time. You know, I'm just hoping I'm not decrepit. When the backlash comes, because I want to, you know, be a part of it. I would like to restore option one, a free civil society where everybody gets to kind of live like they want without torturing and tormenting others. That's my preference. But I'll take number two, which is we crush the left. I mean, yeah. The problem is, while us, 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 us conservatives generally want option one and reluctantly will take option two. The left wants option three, flat out. There's no option one on the table for them. This is a problem, and they must be defeated. And I think they will be defeated. The backlash is coming across the country. There are laws to stop perversion in schools, to stop mutilating kids. The left's going crazy. And, of course, they're all like, you want to have books, you want to outlaw books talking about slavery. No, but... I don't care what you say, first of all, so screw you. But no, you're not going to have your racist Ibram Kendi book in my high school. Books. Have, somebody asked to decide who, what books there are. I propose to be us instead of a bunch of commie, uh, uh, bitter, divorced teachers. Okay, if it's a choice between Randy Garter, Weingarten, and me choosing, I'm going to take me. 
I am under no moral obligation. I recognize no moral obligation to submit to leftists at all, ever. They can fight it. And more and more, look, people are getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I talk, I, even in California, I talk to normal people. We talked to normal people the other day, right, huh? Did they seem happy? They didn't seem happy. Do you know one thing about them? They're all trained on how to use weapons. Remember, at the end of the day, power is somebody with a rifle. Just saying. Never give up yours. Never give up yours. You become, you know, you'll become English and get arrested for tweeting something. Actually, you can do that here, too. Uh, another shameful thing. But let's put that arrow in our quiver. Because, you know, if the backlash comes and we have to suppress them, oh, well. You're, uh, I don't know, interfering with an election. There's the, there's the exception to the First Amendment. Oh, it's hate speech. There's the uh, exception to the First Amendment. It's all crap. But who cares? When the raw exercise of power is the only currency, don't be Scrooge McDuck. Spend, spend, spend. I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. I don't like it. But I also, I'm not going to sit and weep about what we have come to, about this disaster. Instead, I say we focus on winning. Because you know what winning is? It's better than losing. I don't like losing. And I think people are tired of losing. Now, keep in mind, we are slowly and surely winning. And we will win in the end. My money's on us. But... uh how that's going to come about, I don't know. I think it could be really ugly, and I know, you know, as much as you want to, hey, you know, let's just get back to normal and do it reasonably and calmly without, you know, oppressing anybody. You can't control that. The genie's out of the bottle, folks, and the genie is pissed. He's also drunk, and I don't know how this ends. I hope it ends well. Option one, folks, I want option one. But I don't know. That's my unredacted for this week. I'm Kurt Schlichter. Read my columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at Town Hall. Follow me at Kurt Schlichter. Go to my On Locals page. It's amazing. So I put all my stuff there. You can go there. On Locals, the Schlichter Arena. Get my book, Inferno. It's amazing. I'm writing uh, Overlord, the eighth one. That's going to be happening soon, so you're going to like it. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you next week on Unredacted.